All right, guys. Welcome back to the League Crawler podcast. My name is Matt, and we got something special uh, for you this week, something a little different. Um, I am going to be uh, doing the interviewing of uh, our uh, podcast host, Mostradamus, this week, and uh, it's pretty exciting. So um, it's really actually more of a uh, ability to uh, try to figure out whether or not he's telling the truth when he says that the only reason that I let him do the podcast is so that way he can segue into our sponsors. Um, once you get through with this episode, you're going to know that that's completely untrue. And, uh, and you'll, you'll be able to tell that uh, he definitely has his spot as the host of the podcast because he's really good at it. And I am really uh, not. So before we get into uh, Mo and uh, Mo, you still there, man? Um, how do, how yeah. do I do on the intro so far, buddy? I'm I'm here, man. You're doing a phenomenal job. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, uh, there's a lot going on, guys, out in the uh, league crawler world, and uh, and uh, so let's talk a little bit about news, and then uh, we'll get right into it. So, uh, thanks, Mo. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that we just did uh, recently is um, I'm trying a uh, giveaway uh, thing for the website. Want to do more of those, and uh, so I'm trying something that's not cash based. Uh, or you know, gift card or something based just yet. So if you um, head over to the uh, website, um, actually, uh, you got to go over our Twitter account. We are going to be doing a giveaway for the uh, couple spots on the website on the homepage. So there's a pop-up when it, the website opens up, and there's a, uh, like a like a featured box at the very top above the menu, and uh, that is going to be available. So it's going to be a completely random drawing type of thing. And uh, I'll get the details out there and I'll do something on the site for that as well. So um, uh, check that out. So a couple more things. Community news is one of those things where uh, we're seeing it get some good usage, uh, mostly from Nate. So thanks, Nate, for uh, using the community news feature. Um, all you have to do is just go on to the website and uh, you can read community news right there on the website or you can add to it yourself. Pretty easy. Um, he's got some stuff about uh, NFL draft and OMFL, what they do with that. Um, he's got some stuff about PUBG. Uh, Nate and OMFL do uh, some PUBG stuff, so that's pretty cool. So check that out as well. And then uh, a couple other things. So just kind of looking at the site and uh, some things that are out there uh, that you may not be using or may not be aware of that we do. If you run a first-person shooter clan, um, you can uh, recruit for that on our site. It's something new, it's something we've been doing for a little while, and uh, but we need some people to, to jump on and use that. So anything from Fortnite to Apex, you name it, it's out there. Same thing with NBA uh, 2K squads and uh, NBA 2K leagues. That's all on there. And um, another thing that we got coming up uh, looks like probably the first weekend of June, speaking of first-person shooters, um, we are going to be hosting a tournament uh, looks like it's going to be for Apex Legends. Um, our guy Queen is going to be uh, doing a lot of the running of that tournament. He's been uh, kind of setting it up and uh, putting some things together, so it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, I'll let uh, I'll let him tell more about that when the time comes. But that's something that's coming up. And last but not least, um, once again, thanks a lot to all of our Patreon uh, supporters: SBA, Soden Bowl, and uh, USO USO. Not really sure how you pronounce it, but uh, Thank you guys for doing that, and uh, those are our platinum sponsors. So, again, thank you very much for uh, supporting us, guys, each month. You definitely help us keep things rolling. All right, man, I'm four minutes in. How did I do? 
bro, you did phenomenal. Like you're, you legitimately could, could take this job and just run with it. <laughs> well, I didn't take a breath, man. I just, I decided just to take one big deep breath in and then, uh, and then just go for it. You know, what's tough to do is matching your energy. I don't know how, uh, how you do it. It's, it, it, it kind of just comes with the territory, but the fun part is, is, you did, did you do any like pre-takes with this? Like, did you sit down like and go over it and be like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I have this. Or did you just like fly with it and just go? I fly, man. I, I wrote notes, you know, I've been a DJ for uh, 16 years. I've done like 600 weddings and uh, mm-hmm. it, like there's stuff that I say every single time, you know, different uh, intros and things that I do for certain events. But like anytime somebody comes up and goes, Hey, my grandmother's getting, um, you know, <laughs> whatever it's her 51st, <laughs> anniversary this year can you say something about it i'm like holy crap man like i just gotta run with it or else it's gonna suck so like if i pre yeah. if i try to do it too much it's gonna be terrible that's how i do every one of these shows man is i just i i let the i let the guests know like hey we're gonna start it this time and they're like great and i'm like you guys have any questions they're like no i'm like okay as soon as we start we're gonna be live and they're like are we gonna test anything are we gonna do this i'm like nope we're going <laughs> we're, we're flying like as soon as you join we're going it's kind of fun <laughs> Kind of put you on the spot and like really makes you go. You you did. I thought, well, shoot, he's gonna at least do the intro and then I'll take it from there. Um, but you got big shoes to fill, man. Like I I'm I'm already thinking ahead like a month from now, looking, you know, looking back at this episode and going, Holy crap, man, I should have made him do the intro. Did <laughs> yeah. phenomenal, man. It was amazing work. Yeah, thanks. Well, hey, we're episode 16, man. Um, 16, that's you know, we're like four, four months into this thing. And I got to tell you, just, you know, off the jump when I was kind of putting notes together and stuff. And and I'll just tell you, like, I'm I'm not prepared to go probably as deep as you are uh, when you do. I don't know what you do. You, you have like a whole team of investigators or something. I don't I don't know how you get the information you get. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, 16 episodes in um, just for me and from the community, from everybody that I've heard from. I just got to say thank you. You're doing a, an incredible, incredible job. So it's long overdue that we get to learn more about you. Yo, man, I appreciate that. And, and I do I do take a lot of pride in all the, the work that we do pre-show. Um, I want to make sure that as our guests come on, they they know that this isn't me trying to clout chase to kind of get them in and get a name off of them. Like I, I legitimately want to investigate what they're doing and, and give them a platform to do it so like I, I take a few days like before we go and i try to pretend like i've never heard of these guys and if i just heard of this and and what they were doing what can i find and so i dive under their twitters their youtubes whatever i potentially can and then we just kind of go from there yeah and and that's i think that's really good and, I, and one of the things that i've really enjoyed about how you do the podcast is um you know you you sit back and listen a lot and, and I think it was even surprising for me just how much you listen, because uh, I tend to jump in, you know, when I'm talking to people. And I think one of the great things about what you do is you're really interested in what people have to say. So how do you how do you do that? Like how what is the secret to your success? Are you telling yourself, yeah, I got to listen to this person or are you like so genuinely interested that you just find yourself in listen mode? Um. I didn't go to college. Right. And so one of the things that my dad taught me when I was little is try to take every opportunity that you can and use that as a free education. Right. So when I get the opportunities to sit down with with 
all of you guys, because I mean, you were part of this as well. Um, I try to look at that as not missing my opportunity. Like this is free college for me. Like this is, this is information that I'm able to get that anybody could be able to get, but they're not right now. And, and I'm getting the opportunity to do that. And I don't ever want to walk away from an episode where I feel like I missed my opportunity to kind of learn something new. Like I, I want to challenge myself more than anything to kind of really dive deep and see where I can grow as a person. Can these people teach me anything about myself that I didn't know before? And those are really deep questions, but I feel like when you kind of approach things in that fashion, you, you open yourself to a lot of opportunities. So I really do. I sit back and I, I, I really get excited about getting the opportunity to learn from all of these different people. And I try to take as much as I can from each episode. All right. I'm scratching. What's your favorite color off my list of questions now? Uh, <laughs> let me just flip the page here. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I think uh, it comes out in every episode and we'll get more to the podcasting, but uh, I, I think it comes out in the episodes, right? I, I can tell it's, I think it was uh, when we were talking to the, um, uh, you were talking to the super casual football sim guys mm-hmm. and they're explaining how they're, you know, it's all simulated and, you know, they've got all these players in the thing and, and I'm just listening to them and you say stuff like, wait a second, my mind is blown here. Can you say that again? And then they just start talking and I can just see the wheels turning in your head, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's something that, so like when I sat down with my wife and talked about doing this, one of the things, and I told you the same thing, like I didn't want to do it uh, half-assed. Like I didn't want to just say I'm going to do it and just kind of jump on to go. Like I really wanted to take an hour out of my week and really dedicate it to a goal that we had. And you wanted to see a podcast, honey. And I felt like if I were in your shoes and somebody wanted to come along and help me with, with a dream that I had had, I wanted to make sure that that person was taking this as serious as as what you would in, in this situation. So that's just kind of how I approached it, Big Dog, is is you take Lee Crawler very serious. And you've done a lot of work to get to this point. And I just didn't feel like I was doing my part unless I gave it my all. So, I, yeah, I'm writing notes as you talk because, I, you know, one of the things that you that you mentioned was your wife and uh I was actually I was cutting my grass this afternoon and I was just kind of thinking about, you know, some of the stuff that happens, you know, on the podcast. And, you know, one of the things I thought about was uh, was your wife. And I remember you and I talking and one of the questions I had for you, because I could just hear the passion coming from you from the from the jump was, are you sure your wife's going to be OK with this? Because <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work and you've got kids and mm-hmm. and all that. So. So tell me a little bit about, you know, about your wife and how supportive she is of, of your goals and your dreams and, you know, kind of where that balance is. We, I know that she, um, she does, she would, she would hate it if I were somebody that was like, yo, I'm going out to my friend's house tonight and we're going to go out to the bar or we're going to go do all these different things. So I, I try to pick up hobbies that are very family friendly, something that I can do while I'm at home, while I've got my kids, while I do it. So like, like this for instance like i do a lot of my work from home right now so with the podcast i'm able to do all my information digging while i'm at home but i mean it, it gives me the advantage to do it because i'm i'm here you know like my job is currently at home so right. try not to let the lead crawler stuff get into that but she also knows i need her help like for an hour out of the week like when she gets here like can you just watch these girls while i sit down and i do this because i mean the shows usually take about an hour and she's been she's been great with that so 
that I appreciate you saying that because it's not just me that does the show. She does allow me to take the time to kind of do this, and she's she piggybacks it to make sure that I've got somebody there to to kind of help me with the two little girls we got running around that are five and two and three, um, so that we're able to do it all. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So, so credit to her. So, you know, if you get a chance to talk to her, if you get a chance to talk to her, that's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you talk to her, tell her thank you, uh, not just for me, but, you know, from the community. Like I said, I, there is so much positive feedback coming from this thing. And, uh, you know, and it's a group effort. And when you have a family, you know, it includes the whole family. So, so big credit to her and, uh, and, and uh, tell her we said thank you for sure, please. Yeah, I'll definitely clip that out. I try to to get as many of those brownie points as I can so that she knows. That- <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, okay, so here's what I know about you. All right. You are a busy guy in the community and uh, you are a well-liked guy in the community. And, you know, you've got a lot of things going on. And uh, I think the thing that surprised me was you've not been in the Madden community um, for I don't know. I don't want to say long, but, you know, not you hear guys, uh, you know, say, oh, I've been playing Madden since 98, you know, that kind of stuff. So so tell me about, you know, what got you into Madden and, and kind of the background where you came from. Um, it, it probably all started with my love of football, like back in the 90s when Madden was coming out. Like, OK, so the Cardinals came over to Arizona in 88. Right. I was born in 1986. So I'm pretty much one of the first generation of Arizona fans that that grew up here with the Cardinals team. Because before that, the Cardinals were in St. Louis. Dallas was pretty much the, the team that was always on TV here. So that's just kind of how these rivalries happened. And then the Cardinals were also part of the NFC East. So there was, in Arizona, as I was growing up, there was a deep rivalry with the Cardinals wanting to establish something here and trying to, to knock out that Dallas fan base, right? Well, as a kid video games were coming up as I was coming up because that generation you're looking at, at the, the Segas and the Nintendo 64s and like, you just kind of go generations. So I just kept playing Madden as they kept going. Um, But you're right. When it comes to the Madden community, Oh man, I didn't even know the Madden community existed how it did until just a few years ago. Like it was, it was probably about two and a half years ago. I really started finding out, all that and that's not when spa was formed spa was formed like six years ago um but i just didn't know that this community of gamers that interacted together and did things like podcasts or play by plays or all, i didn't even know that existed until about two and a half years ago yeah and that's and that's crazy i i feel like uh, some of it is i mean it's grown a lot over i think the last five years which to me is insane because you know in some ways i feel like the game has regressed you know, but the Madden community has has increased, which I thought was um, I think it was you and Soden were talking, and um, I, 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 maybe I'll branch off into this for a second. But <clears throat> you know, you guys both I think kind of made this comment about how you know you don't get super bummed when the game itself doesn't have certain things in it because that gives you an opportunity to do some of these things that, you know, aren't in the game and, and, and kind of provide some extra stuff for the community, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, it's definitely an area that I don't – I know a lot of people look at it and go, oh, my God, they haven't fixed franchise mode, they have done it. And I completely get it. Like, oh, there's a lot of people out there that do the offline franchise that need the computer to be completely redone off-field so that they're not drafting quarterbacks the year after the day, even though the Cardinals did something like that. But, I mean, I, I understand their point. Um I just don't 
I, I, I don't have a lot of faith that EA is going to look at it and go, we are going to do something for the online communities. I think they're going to do something for franchise going forward. I just mm-hmm. don't know how much that's going to affect a 32-person franchise uh, because a lot of the updates they're going to do, I, I really don't care that they updated the AIs for these different things, you know. So um, I don't try to I, – I look at it that way so that when things come out, I don't get bummed out. And it does give me an opportunity to be super creative. And that's that's an itch that I, I have to scratch Right now, Madden gives me that. If they took that away from me, I don't know where I'd be able to, to scratch that itch from. Um, but yeah, the more, I guess, bland they kind of make their product, the more they give me the ability to create something special. But there's a, I mean, there's a learning curve and there is a, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, like, an, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you're, you know, there's there's lots of leagues that are out there, right? I mean, there are thousands and thousands of leagues out there that we've never heard of, right? I mean, right. you can create a league, you know, in 10 seconds, you know, and it can just never go anywhere, right? And then there are the leagues that kind of get going and they're going and they're doing whatever they want to do. But then at some point, you know, if you're running a league, um, you have to say, hey, I want to take this to the next level, whatever that next level is, right? Mm-hmm. And And I think that that's where, you know, guys like you and, and different guys out there in the community, they say, hey, I want to do something special with this and and let me jump in. So, you know, how did that happen for you? I mean, how did you go from just saying, hey, I want to just be in a league or just play Madden to, you know, being in a league and making it something that's special that's, you know, worthy of talking about? Um, To be honest, I don't think I ever I don't think I ever did that, brother. I think what happened is when when we first started gaming, when I, when I first started getting into online leagues, the first league I ever joined was a league called MDFL, and it was run by a dude named Tom Bishop, who I'm still close friends with to this day. We still talk every now and then. Um, and Tom knows anything that I say here is not something that's a secret. Tom's probably going to listen to this podcast, and he's probably going to agree with me. But Tom isn't necessarily the most well-liked person in the Madden community. Um, <laughs> I think he's probably the most sim and I know that that word doesn't mean anything, but in my opinion, I think he's the most sim person I've ever met. Um, I remember when we were doing leagues in MDFL, like he would he would message me and be like, hey, that guy shouldn't be starting because he's not starting in real life. Like, why are, why are you starting that guy? I'd be like, Tom, it's my my team, brother. Like, come on. But that's how Tom like looked at sim. So when he decided to shut MDFL down, there was a group of eight people that they started to get together and they wanted to to form an old league. And they were like, you know, we love Tom, but he's very he's very strict with the ruling and we don't want to be in a league where one person is in charge. We want something where it's this group. And they asked me, they're like, yo, do you want to be a part of this like group with us? And I was like, no, I don't. Um, and, and I, I, I denied it at first, but then I had one of my best friends in the gaming community. His name's Brian. Uh, he hit me up. He's like, brother, I think I'm going to do this. And I'd really like for you to do it with me. And I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is a, this is a big undertaking. I'd rather just join another league and just grab my cardinal and just do something fun. Um, uh, and he's like, no, 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 I really think I'm going to do it. And I'd really like for you to do it with me. So I was like, you know what? If, you, if you're going to commit your time, I'll commit my time. Let's go. After a few weeks, they started voting on commissioners. I ended up winning that vote eight to one. And the only person that didn't vote for myself was myself. Um, <laughs> so they put me on as commissioner. And we just kind of like started going with this idea of Tom had this idea to make this sim leak. How can we make this thing that's sim, that's very realistic, but we're not having to be in control of all these people. And that's kind of where we started to get into snap counts. And for us, for myself anyway, when we first started, I knew that snap counts at 130 per game was my North Star. Um, That was, if I could make 130 snaps play as realistic as possible, 
we kind of hit our goal because I didn't think there was a league out there that was doing that. Like you're talking about games that are over an hour long. Like they're, you're looking at 13 minute quarters, 13 second runoff. So like we did everything we could to get the snap count first and then worked our way from there, which I don't think a lot of leagues even do. I think they're just worried about making sure scores don't get out of hand and all that, but it just was a huge undertaking for us. And so we just worked at it together and together and together. And then like, you're looking at like three and a half years into this, like we're doing this, and we're starting to collect like this wait list. Like there's there's now like 40, 50 people in this chat and we've got like a 20 person wait list. So then we get this idea for Pandora going, um, which was our second league. And things just kind of grew from there. But I never went into it going, I want to create something that all these people are going to like. I didn't even know the Madden community even existed at that point. Um, it was just trying to find what we felt we wanted to play. And I think we just hit uh, an avenue that a lot of people aren't aren't hitting. Um, and that just kind of grew what we were doing. And now you've got this community of 150 plus gamers. And so and that's one of the things I think that maybe some of these leagues miss, you know, and some of them probably never really want to be anything, you know, um, you know, bigger than what they are. Right They're You know, they're just happy playing with their friends or happy with, you know, whoever's on there or, or they don't really care about putting the work in to get to whatever level. But you know, if you want to be there, I think it's important to not put the cart before the horse, right? And it sounds like you guys said, you know, what are, you know, the uh, the tangible things that we can go do that we can control, right? Like, how do we how do we get the game to run, you know, the way that it should and get people excited about playing a game that feels like it's authentic and it feels like it's real? Um, and then the community will come and then we can build the stuff on top of it. Is that kind of how you guys started? Yeah, it was 100% it. We felt like with what Tom had done with MDFL, we felt like the goal could be had. We just wanted to do it in our own way that kind of gave people more freedom to control their own teams. But, yeah, man, that was the goal. It was never about, I think we can build this thing, and then there's going to be all these people and all this. We, that was never – like, to be truthfully honest with you, if they'd have told me from the very beginning, yo, Mo, at some point you're going to have five active leagues going, do you want to help commission this? I'd have been like, you guys are crazy. I don't want any part of that. Like, you, you go <laughs> – your own. I, I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's really just been super organic, man. I never really pushed anything unless I felt like we were at that point that we were ready for something. Um, and if we were, the community said that they were on board and they jumped in to help and, and we kind of just went. But outside of that, yeah, and I never had any goals of doing all the extra stuff that we do. So is that the origin of SPA? Is that is that's the uh, the flagship for you? Yeah, when S so MSPA was the original league that we created. We started with MDFL, Tom shut that down. So we created MSPA, Madden Sim Players Association, right? Um, and we did that for about three and a half years until we realized that we had this, this base that we could start a second league. And we had a dude named Bobby in our league who's also a huge Arizona Cardinal fan. He's like, Mo, are you ever going to give up your Arizona team like for, for anybody? I was like, you're never, brother. Like, I'll never. <laughs> another team I, I don't know how these guys can go in and grab other squads like I lose my interest very fast if I'm gonna do something I gotta be my favorite squad he's like well then how would you feel if we opened up a second league and I was like well the wait list is like 20 people deep or 10 people deep at the moment see if anybody wants to do a second league and we'll go so he ended up starting that that league late in the cycle last year and I knew that at that point I didn't want to I didn't want to be league like I didn't want to have MSPA and then this other league so we kind of changed MSPA at that point from a league to a brand. And we changed our original league that was MSPA and that became legacy. That was the, the one that started it all. We were going to go with that one. So it was almost like um, 
the league became like a WWE where you had like a Raw and a SmackDown, but they were both a part of this this one network, you know. And then it was a few months after that that we had these two leagues going that somebody approached me and they're like, hey, we'd really like to get like an NBA league going. And I was like, you know, I, I love that idea, guys. I just don't have any time for that. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is how we would run it. These are the rules that we would have. And they kind of laid it out for us. And they're like, would you allow us to, to bring this into the community and have have this, this thing? Because at that point, we started to, to come up with our goal. And our goal at that moment was defining sim. Because like I said before, I even knew the Madden community existed. Sim to us was just how we saw it. And then when I entered the Madden community, I realized, yeah, this word means absolutely nothing. Like there's, there's <laughs> right. everybody. Yeah. You can get to a fist fight pretty quick about that, right? Yeah. If everybody uses this word and everybody has something different. So then we were like, yo, let's, we're already going realistic snap counts. Nobody else is doing that. We're doing all of these extra like calculator things on the side. The game doesn't have, no one else has that kind of stuff. So to us, we kind of felt like we were defining sim. And then these people would come in. They're like, yeah, we've been a part of sim leagues, but we've never seen stuff like that. So we we created the slogan, we're defining sim. And then the basketball thing happened. And they came like, hey, we want to help do this thing. We want to help define sim, but we want to do an NBA. And I was like, yo, I'm totally on board for that. Um, they got the approval of the other commissioners in the league. And, and we approved NBA. Uh, then this year, MLB The Show goes to Xbox. So we start MLB The Show. And we're defining sim now. In a game that I'm going to be truthfully honest, that online franchise connected one, huge, huge shout out to, to guys like Nick or Grady or, or Herbal Dribble. Some of these guys that are in my community, they're trying to make a league out of this. This is bare bones stuff. Like there's, there's no progression. There's no regression. Like it is, it is a base franchise mode that they're trying to do something with. So huge shout out to them. Um, and then we also added Infinity, which is our next-gen Xbox league with updated rosters right now that have all the, the new free agent trades. Um, they have the off-season stuff. They have the draft. They have the, the whole nine yards. We just got that one started. So, uh, yeah, man, it started off as MSPA, and now SPA is just a brand with four leagues under it. You just you have a you have a lot going on, man. And I think one of the things that's that's uh, interesting about you know guys like you and Soden and Nate and some of these guys that are out there is you know you're not just doing stuff, right? Just because you know it's out there, you're you're doing it and you're doing it at a high level, right? You know these these are you know well run, like you said, you've got people that are in place for this MLB the Show thing that you know they're taking it seriously. They want to do something cool with it. They want to do something immersive with it, and and they're really, you know, working on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. I, I, it's, it's great that you have people in place to help you with those sort of things. So uh, my question for you is, as, as at this point, as a longtime guy that's been in the community for a while and you're running all these things, what is the biggest pain uh, point for for you? What, what has been, you know, either a constant thing that is is tough to deal with or, um, you know, something maybe in the past that you guys have, you know, figured out a way of past. Um, I'll just go personally speaking, personally speaking, after six years, I think me and one other person are the only staff members that are even left me and a guy named Brad, Brad was an original rep that we had, um, when we had eight division reps, only one commissioner. Um, and from that time that we've grown, we've, we now have five commissioners for Madden, three for or one for NBA like there's just so many different people so I, I think the hardest part now is actually trying to make sure that the team is all rowing in the same direction um, yeah. 
like I know that everyone has this idea of what defining sim is. And and I, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this as a threat. I don't mean this as a negative thing. But at some point, SPA is going to outgrow my vision. And that's just the way that it is. Um, and hopefully, and this isn't a knock to you, but hopefully at some point, Lee Crawler outgrows your vision. And somebody else can take that up and they take it to the next level and and they keep going. But I, I never wanted to do this in a way that it had to be connected to me. At some point, if these guys don't want to play 130 snaps per game anymore and they want to go in a different direction, I want them to, to vote that. And I want them to say like, hey, we're doing this and this is the voice of the community. We want to do what the community wants. But I also know that that'll be the point that I have to step away, you know, because I do believe in the vision that we have. But I also believe that at some point my vision is going to grow stale and I believe that people aren't going to want to do that. And that's OK with me. So the hardest part of this for me is to make sure that the path that we stay on is the one that we started with. Um, but I also know that I've got to walk that line that when these guys want to take this over and they want to take it to the next level, I want to give them the power to do that. And I don't want them to feel like we're, we're pushing him out. Like at some point, somebody has to be the one that pushes me out of this. And I'm OK with that. Right. What is um, and, and that's a scary thing, man. I mean, especially if you're if you're building something. I know that's at least how I felt with Lee Crawler all these years. I mean, I'm seven years into this thing, and you know, and it's um, it's you know, definitely it had its ups and downs, and it's and, and things like that. But you know, one of the things I think that's hard to to do is to is to let something go and and trust that you know somebody's going to be able to take it on and and you know handle it the way that you want to handle it, right? But you know, it sounds like that you guys have a, a system in place or you know, have some, uh, you know, tr some tradition and, and things in place to make sure that the people that are coming up are just as involved, right? They're just as passionate about it as you are. And so, you know, when the time comes for you to, you know, hand the reins over to him, then, uh, you know, you're going to feel pretty comfortable that they're going to be able to take it, you know, not let it die, right? Yeah, I'm, I am very comfortable that that I do not have to be a part of, of whatever SPA is doing for it to be successful. I feel like the foundation we built it on is strong enough that it will continue going no matter who is in charge. Um, I do get the sense after, I, I mean, you, you, you deal with these people for so long and it's not even like, like a negative thing, but you know that your vision isn't always going to match up with everybody else's. And I think the hardest part that I've had to deal with is people that disagree with me. They feel like if I disagree with you, you're just going to walk away or you're just going to do these different things like it has to be your way or the highway. And that's never the the sense that I want to make it. But I also know that when it comes to the time that I commit and I believe that you do you do this as well. If you're going to make, commit your time, it's not your way or the highway when it comes to how an organization or something's going to run. But it is going to be your way or the highway when it comes to how you devote your time. Um, and that's kind of yeah, how I sure. do it. Yeah, it does not have to be my way or the highway when it comes to SP or the rules or the directions that we go. If I'm not voted, I'm not voted. I'm cool with that. Um, but once we leave that vision of defining sim at a realistic amount of snaps per game in all those different areas, um, I want the league to know that it's so that's okay. And it's okay to kind of go away from that vision. And and that doesn't mean I'm gonna quit SPA or I'm gonna quit all these different things, but I just don't know if I I don't know if that's going to be something that I'll I'll jump on going forward, and I'll be excited for the journey that those guys take. It's not a negative. And, no, definitely not. And 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 frankly, I mean, from what I know of you, you know, you you tend to get pulled into a lot of projects, um, not because you have a, a stale vision or not because you're, you know, a my way or the highway kind of guy, but really, you know. Uh, you're you're easy to work with, right? And and you know things, and you kind of know how to do things. So, um, 
and, and you're all over the place, right? So that's good. People know you and they trust you. Um, I think that's probably how you got roped into this uh, pros uh, versus schmoes thing, right? Oh man, pros versus schmoes. How that all started was I, I, I'm on Kyler Murray's uh, Twitch when I'm trying to do some work. Like I throw up his stuff on the background, just kind of see what he's doing every now and then. Sometimes he'll drop little nuggets of information, like he wants jersey changes or, or like something that I just I, I love that kind of stuff, right? So let me let me stop you for a second. So just just so everyone is clear. When when the you're the type of Cardinals fan, I mean you are you are as big into the Cardinals as anything, am I right? Yep. Do you have a cardboard cutout of Carl of Kyler Murray in your house anywhere? I don't. You but don't. I, would you would you put one in your house if someone gave one to you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably right. find me in my streams. <laughs> All right. If anyone's listening, you have a cardboard cutout of Kyler Murray, send one to Mo and we will make sure we get a picture or a video somewhere. Oh yeah, I'll throw that thing up. It'll be right here, man. Right here. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. All right, so you got you got Kyler on the background. You're watching Twitch, and uh, you're a big fan. And uh, how, how did the uh, pros versus schools keep go from there? Okay, so he's got a friend named Jakari who plays games with him pretty consistently. And Jakari was on the stream, and he's like, "Yo, we want to get a league going. Does anybody know how to do these kind of things?" Um, and so I just I typed in the message. I was like, "Yeah, this is." This is pretty much what I've done like the last six years. Um, so he reached out to my DMs. We kind of got to talking. He's like, do you think you'd be able to get this full? And I was like, brother, like, I think I can get this full in like like minutes. Like <laughs> as soon as I start reaching out to people and be like, yo, you can play pro players. I think you're going to have like people beating down the door trying to get it in. And he was like, if you think you can do it, we'd be on board. Um, here's our discord. See if you can get something going. And I went to ours over at League Crawler. I went to a couple of the other ones, uh, Maddenverse, all these different kinds of places. And I was like, here's what we got. And within a couple of minutes, he had like 40 different people in the chat. And that's just kind of how it started. And I reached out to guys like Soden. I reached out to you. I reached out to Forty Low. Um, I reached out to Bradley. I reached out to all these different guys. And I thought, you know, I didn't want this to just be something that I did. Like I wanted to represent the Madden community, but I knew that I didn't have that on my own to kind of give them something that we could all be proud of. So I reached out to all these different people. And and I want to give a huge shout out to, to the guys that we just mentioned, the Sodens, all of them that jumped on and kind of helped um, get something going. And I know I'm going to leave people out and that's not my intention. Um, but it really was a group effort to kind of get it going and show them what we had. And I know that it hasn't reached the the content piece that we wanted. I know that we had a lot of ideas to kind of get, get these pro players to see all the podcasts and all the play-by-play. And it just doesn't seem like that's something that they're, they're really interested in right now. They really just want to play games in their off season. They, they really like that. It's full and for, for them right now, that's blowing their mind. I think at some point we'll kind of see them and go like, hey, what else do you guys have to offer? Because this being full is cool and all, but what else can we do? Uh, but it's really cool right now that they seem like they're satisfied with the product and, and we'll give them what they're looking for. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think, I mean, there's definitely uh, something to be said about, you know, being able to be playing in a league where you've got professional players. I, there's, you know, all the leagues that I've, you know, come across, you know, for years, if, if somebody knows, hey, you know, so-and-so is playing in our league, they'll always tell you who that guy is, right? Like, hey, we've got 31 guys, and oh, by the way, we have, you know, insert whoever it is, even if they're like like some low-level guy, you know, like, did you know Caleb Miller is playing for, you know, playing in our league? You know, by the way, I'll name drop. I used to go to church with Caleb Miller. You've never heard of him, but he was on Sports Illustrated uh, years ago oh. hitting a Steeler player, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was, you know, he was uh, uh, extremely white linebacker for the Bengals and uh, <laughs> relatively mediocre, but he was a nice guy. So God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's something about playing, I think, with with professionals, whether they're professional Madden players, right, or they're, you know, pros in the NFL or wherever they're from. And I think it's cool. I, I think it's a really cool thing to, you know, try to get a chance to, you know, rub shoulders with some of those guys and and uh didn't you beat Kyler Murray as the Rams? Did you don't don't you have a story to tell about that? Oh man. Come on. Right. Look, did yeah, you no, tell I, I think you might have told me this in confidence, but I think yeah, no, it's probably I, pretty good to make sure it's out there. Yeah, Kyler Kyler got up on me in our first game, 14 to 3. Um, and I was able to come back. We we had a great game. We had CG um was able to commentate that game. I came back, I won that one. It was awesome, right? And, and you're the Rams, right? Because Kyler refused to uh, yeah. uh, not be the Cardinals, right? Kyler wanted to be the Cardinals, so I got off the Cardinals and I, I got the Rams because I wanted to play him twice a year. So I, I barely beat him. I think I beat him by two points in our first game. And I got pretty cocky because, you know, Madden for me is something I take very serious. I enjoy it a lot, and I felt like you're on my field now. I, I know that if we were on the real life field, you'd, you'd run all over me, but you're <laughs> on my field. So I was I was kind of talking shit. Now, for people that don't know, um, Kyler Murray in real life has never beaten the Rams. He's 0-4 against Sean McVay since he entered the league. And when I got my win against the Rams, I wanted to make sure that he knew that I knew that. Um, and so I let Jakari, his friend, know. I was like, hey, just make sure that he knows that He's never going to beat the Rams even here. And, and this is okay. You know? <laughs> so then we get to the last week of the season and he remembers my comments <laughs> and he lets Jakari know, like, let this dude know like that I'm ready to go. Now I, I don't like making excuses. This is not an excuse, but I said it in my stream and I know I caught some, some hate for it, but I was not prepared. People are going to be like, how were you not prepared for Kyler Murray? And, and quick little stories. We were at the park. Jakari hits me up. He's like, yo, are you ready to play? I was like, we'll go home right now. So we rush home. We get in the house and my three-year-old, as soon as we get here, I had taken the chairs out of the living room to kind of, to get them all cleaned. And she ends up running straight into the counter, just running around. Chairs aren't there. Head hits the counter. So I bring her in here with me as the game starts. And like, I'm trying to like, play with her and get her to like focus and before i know it he's up 21 nothing on me and <laughs> and then he blew me out 56 to nothing um <laughs> and that's six to nothing were you playing blindfolded or what no i was i was making my jokes here and there and and he kept scoring man that's i i did not give him the respect that he deserved in the electric gridiron and he made me pay for it, and he got in my streams, and he was like, you weren't ready. I think I got into his streams. I was like, yo, I'm glad I could finally help you get over that hump. You finally beat the Rams. And he <laughs> he was like, get your bald ass out of here. And he was laughing. It was a good time back and forth. Um, but, yeah, it's probably a moment that I'll, I'll never forget. It was, it was great getting that win. It wasn't as much fun getting the loss. But if I had known that he would have been in my streams talking, talking shit from the loss, I'd have let him beat me the first time. <laughs> so how how bad uh, or how tough was it for you uh, to to play as the Rams I mean did that make your stomach turn I won't lie to you out of all the teams in the NFC West that was the one team that I didn't mind um St. Louis holds a special place in my heart mm -hmm. my, my dad is from St. Louis the Cardinals are from St. Louis the Rams have been in St. Louis um so I think in the NFC West there's always been a level of respect, especially once we got Kurt Warner 
and you have that shared superstar between two franchises. I think there was a level of respect between us and the Rams that just doesn't exist for the Niners or the Seahawks. Um, so out of all the teams in the FC West, I could have been the Rams were, they were definitely the top of the list outside of Arizona. Yeah. See, I've always had to play as the Bengals when I, when I played in leagues. And uh, if you told me that the Bengals were taken and I had to be the Steelers, I just wouldn't play. There's no way there, there's no possible. Like I hate the color yellow. I hate steel as a metal. Like I just <laughs> I what can't if, take any of it. What if you got the chance to play against Chad Johnson twice a year? Oh man. Well, if I was the Steelers, that'd be okay because he never showed up against the Steelers. So <laughs> <laughs> I told him he responded one time, um, or, or uh, had a tweet out there sometime, and I I just went into total troll mode just to try to see if he'd respond to it. And I said something like that to him. I never heard from him. <laughs> He knows. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, we got to get into one of our sponsors. I can't segue uh, like you do, but um, talking about how busy of a guy you are, not only do you do all these Madden uh, leagues and uh, all these other things that you do, but uh, you also run or are partnering um, to run uh, Shatter Creations. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Sh- Shatter was something that me and Brian, the guy that originally even got me into MSPA, uh, who I said was the friend that kind of was like, Mo, let's go do this. He's the one that we run this together. And you guys do overlays and graphics and help people with their video productions and and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, we'll do. We'll, at the goal at some point, like if somebody would be like, hey, what's your goal with Shatter? My goal at some point is to find some kind of YouTuber that's that's making money and they're like, I just need somebody to edit my stuff. Like I can do editing videos like like no other. I can do an intro and it, it, with any kind of logo you want. Now, Brian, on the other side, he's our graphics guy. He does all of the graphic side of it. Um, so we just kind of work together to, to do some cool stuff. But, yeah, at some point, I'd I'd love to edit video full time. And so for anybody that's out there, if you're looking for, you know, any of this type of work to be done, um, obviously, you know, Mo from the podcast, you know, he's a great dude and uh, you get 20% off if you uh, just let him know that we sent you there and uh, they'll get you hooked up. And our other, we'll just do it this way. Our other sponsor is Space Trader. I run that. Um, it's a uh, still from the ground up type of thing. Um, still just kind of plugging away at it. The uh, basic idea is you run a business, I run a business and, uh, you know, we're looking for people that want to trade. Uh, advertising with each other. So I got a spot on my website. You got a spot on your truck. We're both in the landscape field. Let's talk. That's pretty much the gist of it. You post your opportunity on the website and give people people a chance to respond to it and vice versa. So spacetrader.com for that one and shattercreations.com for uh, all your graphics need as well. And those are our sponsors for episode 16 of this League Crawler podcast featuring Mostradamus. Mo, how in the world did you come up with the name Mostradamus? Where did that come from? Um, have you ever heard of the philosopher Nostradamus? Absolutely. Okay, so that's how it all started. Was about three? No, it was probably about two years ago now. Um, I was the Arizona Cardinals. We got through season one in SPA, and I made the trade over with the Houston Texans for DeAndre Hopkins. And this was before it ever happened in real life. Uh, <laughs> And there were a couple other things that had, that the Cardinals had done that I had also mirrored before they did, like in years past. But that was probably the biggest one that that I went and got the guy, the best player, I think, at that position. Um, and I paid a lot, a hell of a lot more for him than the fucking than the Cardinals did, man. Like I've 
Cardinals gave up David Johnson a second. I gave up like a first this year, a first next year, a second this year. Christian Kirk, like I paid out of my butt for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> but that that in the sense is how the Mostradamus name kind of took over is I started calling what the Cardinals were going to do in real life. And I still think they're going to find a way to get Zach Ertz. I've had that one going for two seasons. I still think, I still think that one's on the horizon at some point. You know, they could have got Tebow. They, oh man. I don't know. What I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hey, why wouldn't you get Tebow? He was available all this time. Who knew, right? All this time, man. I <laughs> the world of the NFL is a crazy world. It is a crazy world. I, yeah, I think they're just trying to get season tickets sold, and they're going to just – they'll probably kill him in his sleep, you know, uh, so he doesn't actually have to take the field. They don't have to give all those season ticket holders their money back. Well, I'll, I'll, I think – I'll be truthfully honest with you. I think it's absolutely brilliant for Jacksonville, and, and here's why. I don't know if he's going to be a very good player. I don't know if he's going to make the final 53, but I do know that when he played in double-A baseball – they sold like $3 million worth of, of New York Mets jerseys with Tim Tebow on the back. Yep. Uh, so if they do the same thing in Jacksonville and they make this a cash grab and he's able to make some money from it, I I don't know why you wouldn't do it. So makes I'm sense. Not, yeah, I'm not sure why he's so unlikable. I mean, I get that he's polarizing, you know, because of kind of who he is and 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 things, but um I don't. I just don't get why he's why he's so unlikable. But I don't see him making it as a tight end. I don't know unless he's been working out as a tight end. But last I heard, he was throwing baseballs, not catching footballs. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I'm not sure how great he's going to be at the tight. I mean, I think I read somewhere that he's gone uh, like years now. Like how many years has it been since he's played? Six. Yeah, about five, I was going to say five, six, it's yeah, like six, more than that maybe. Who knows? That is a long time to be away from, from the game of football, man. I don't care what kind of shape he's in, but 30-plus mm-hmm. years old, and now you're going to start getting hit by some of these. Like Isaiah Simmons is 240 pounds and runs a 4-3. Like yeah. the game of football has changed drastically yeah. the last four to five years. Like, I don't know yeah, if he – he never seemed like a bruiser. Like, you know, he had kind of some finesse, right? Like, he wasn't running over people like Jerome Bettis. I mean, he was a big dude, and he's athletic, right? But, you know, he, he wasn't the biggest guy – or the, he wasn't the toughest guy in the field, right? No, nah, he was okay putting his shoulder into people every now and then, but it wasn't anything that was, like, earth-shattering. And these these dudes at this level, are they hit, man. Like, that's yeah. – good luck. Yeah, good luck, man. Good luck. So, all right, let's talk about the podcast a little more. All right, and not so much about the uh, this podcast uh, in general, um, but uh, I want to know a little bit about how is it possible that somebody like you is this good at it? Um, what did you do to get started for the first episode and kind of going forward? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I think it's becoming legendary the work that you put into it if people listen to the show they know you know how how good you are from that perspective but you know what is it about you know uh, what you do is it the fact that you just really love this community and you love it you're um you know you're just into it or you know what is the secret if i'm looking to get into podcasting how do i say okay i'm looking at mo and i'm hearing what he does and i want to be more like him so you know what's the secret to that success what I did before we 
and it wasn't even before we like when I first started wanting to do podcasts for SPA, I wanted to be really good at it. So I got on to YouTube and I went to go find free courses that I could take um, just for the, like the community side and like some of the stuff like not saying um as much or uh, finding time to just keep talking when you're trying to collect your thoughts like these different kind of techniques I wanted to add to my repertoire. And that was before we ever did any of this. Uh, but I also wanted to go on and I found other podcasts that I really, really enjoy. And I might catch some, ha- some flack for some of these ones that I mentioned. But like Impulsive with Logan Paul, I think is an, inc- an incredible podcast. And it's I used to hate everything that this dude stood for. Like I, I still am not a big fan of Jake Paul. I hope at some point somebody rings his bell. But the podcast that Logan does, I think he does just a great job of staying in the moment and staying aware He's constantly trying to stay engaged with his guests. He's not breaking eye contact. Um, And I don't get the opportunity to do that, but I try to do that in the sense of the conversation. I think that people kind of hear that, that I am engaged and I'm actively listening. So that was something I kind of took away from that show. Another show that I love on the podcast is um, it's what's the name of it? It's the one where they eat spicy wings. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a hot pepper game or something like that. One of those. It's something. It's like uh, it's ten questions. They go through ten different wings. I think it's hot wings. Yeah. Um, but the the host on that show, man, just does. Su- if anybody out there, if you if you want to see some celebrities get put in awkward situations, it's a great show for that. But he does such a phenomenal job of finding questions to ask that no one has really asked before. So like when we had like Rex on that one day. What I did to get prepared for Rex is I went through YouTube and I looked for every single interview that he has had. And every single one of them was all <laughs> about Madden. Yep. I want to know, when did you get started in Madden? What did you want to create with Madden? What did you want to do with this with Madden? And I didn't want him to come onto our show and answer the same questions you could find anywhere else. So I wanted it to be more than that. So I went into a deep dive of his, of his history. I found out he did college in Arizona. We kind of connected on that level, like, yo, I'm from Arizona too. Congrats on surviving the heat. And I just try to get our guests as soon as they come in to a point where they understand, oh, this isn't like everything else. Like, this is something where I get to kind of kick my feedback up. I get to participate in something that's just fun. These guys did their homework. They're not going to ask me all of these lame questions that I'm just going to give them yes or no answer for. Like, that's the one thing I refuse to do is ask questions that people are going to be like, yes or no. <laughs> Like, I want to really dive into those things. Um, And I want our guests to know that. Like, I want them to walk away from Lead Crawler's podcast and know, like, I want to come back to this. Like, I I had such a great experience that this is something that I want to do in the future. And I'll recommend this to other people. Um, So that's kind of the way that I attack it, man. I just want to make sure that that their time is valued. So. At that, I mean, to, to, to tag on to that a little bit. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, wanting to make sure that the guests, you know, know that they're heard, right. That they're not just kind of getting asked, you know, kind of bullcrap questions that can be asked and they're yes or no type of things. Right. So, you know, that, I think that that would be tough if you didn't really care about the answers or care about the guests, right. Like there, there has to be some level of, you know, like I care about this and I care about what they're saying. So, you know, you really kind of have to be, you know, somebody that is involved in the community and cares about the community at large, I think, to be capable of doing that, right? Or do you think you can kind of just get away with it if that's not your personality? 
No, I, I don't know how much you have to be connected into the community because I think I could probably go onto a podcast with just about anybody. If it was about cooking, I think I could get onto a podcast with somebody about cooking and make that interesting. If it was something about automotives, I don't know anything about automotives. I know how to change the battery in my car. I know how to change a couple different things. But I mean, if if I really need something done, I'm taking it to a shop, right? But I think I could sit down with somebody from a shop and have an engaging conversation with them. It's really about just not not i don't care so much about myself and my time is what i do about other people um and i want when we do these shows i want to make sure that that's the thing that they kind of see from that so it's not about what they want to talk about i could care less if we talk about barbies for an hour brother like if somebody wants to be like yeah man i want to come on your show but i want to talk about the history of how barbie got started and where they're at now before we got started, I would be doing a deep dive so that I knew the questions to ask because I would, I'm just so appreciative that they're even willing to sit down and do the, the show with us. So I don't think you have to be engaged with the, with the community that you want to do. I, I don't think that's a prerequisite. I think you just have to make sure that the people know they're in a – I don't want to use the word safe to make it sound like it's a, a dangerous place. But I, it, it, in a turn, that's kind of what I mean. I want them to know they're in a safe place. And they can talk about anything that they want to talk about and I'll be engaged with them with it. Like we're on this journey together. And once I feel like our guests know that part, they're pretty much willing to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I got to tell you, man, you, you really are so good at that. I, I think it's, it's not something that you can teach, right? You can teach somebody how to not say, um, you can teach somebody how to, you know, uh, dig into the guests and have prepared questions and things like that. But I think, you, you, it's it's tough to you know teach the um, you know maybe there's some empathy there or there's some you know willingness to be the listener you know as much as anything else and uh, and to give people the platform rather than using them to be your own platform right and I think that that's one of the things that you do such a good job at and I think that's why people are really enjoying the show. Well, I mean that's not really fair though, Matt, because I do that based on how you run Lee Crawler. Uh, so for anybody out there listening that, that's hearing Matt going like, yeah, Mo, you really you really give everything you can to your guests and you really do everything you can for the people coming on. Uh, I'd love to sit here and be like, yep, that was all my idea. I take complete credit for that. That's just who I am. That's how my mom raised me. But that's just not it, brother. Like this is how I run my show is how you run your site. And I, I modeled it after everything that you did. Um, you do not make one person feel more important. There's not one single guest on here that can say, oh yeah, we're part of the platinum thing. And because of that, Mo gave us more attention than he did somebody else. That, that's not a thing. We give every single person an opportunity that comes on here to be just as loud of the voice as the last guy or the guy before him. And that's a credit to what you do over, over LC. Um, and I'm just trying to make sure that the podcast that we produce matches up with the hard work you've already done. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think, um, you know, when we were talking about this in the very beginning, right, it was, you know, there were some like prerequisites and it's like, okay, how do I tell a guy who wants to volunteer his time how to do it? <laughs> right. You know, for this thing, how do I tell him what I'm looking for? And um, I tell you the, you know, the first couple episodes that I was listening to, I just, and I've said this to you a hundred times, probably dag on, I hit the jackpot with this, you know, because you know, there's, like I said, there's things you can teach. It's kind of like speed in the NFL or in sports in general, right? Like you can't teach speed. You know, I think it's an old Madden quote from, from, from Madden himself in one of the old games, right? It's, you know, there's stuff that you can't teach, right? And, and you can't teach people to, 
um, you know, to go the extra mile, right? You can teach somebody to do certain tasks because it conveys a message or whatever, right? But, you know, if you're in a service industry um, and, uh, you know, you're one of those people that wants to make the customer service experience great because that's part of who you are, you can't teach that. You can teach certain things that, you know, make it feel that way, but you can't teach somebody to be who they are. And I think that's why, you know, you're the right guy for the show. So, um, but you approached me, man, let's be clear to everybody that's out there. You approached me. Um, I asked for some help on discord and you said, Hey buddy, like, you know, what do you think about, um, doing a, you know, podcast? And I was all for it, man, because something I've wanted to do, but it's like, how do you turn it over to somebody? you know, and uh, again, hit the jackpot because you are without question the right guy for the job. Yeah, I think we I, when we first approached it, I wanted to make sure you knew that this wasn't something that I wanted to do to increase my name, to get my name more out there. I couldn't care less about any of that, like to be truthfully honest with you. Uh, I really just wanted to make sure that you knew you were appreciated for the work that you did. And I didn't know who else had hit you up to do any of this. And I agreed that we were going to sit here for a year and we'd we'd look back on it a year from now and say, how did it go? Do we want to keep this going? Um, but for me, I just approached it as a team and you're, you're my partner in this. You helped me come up with all of the different guests that we got. Um, and I know how much you care about it, dude. I know how much work you put in. And I think the thing that sits probably at the top of my brain before every episode we do before any note that I take before anything is I really just don't want to let you down for your vision of what crawler can be. Um, and that's not a thing that pushes me in a negative way where I'm scared of your reaction, but like positively, I want you to be proud of the thing that, that comes out for your own site. So that's why I put so much time and effort into a, into what we got. Well, you, you are more kind than I deserve. Let me tell you. So, but I'll, I'll say thank you and we'll move on. We've, we've been down this road before, so I yep. think there's a lot of mutual respect there. And at the end of the day, I think you and I both care about the community and, and about the product and, and how that goes. So we'll, <laughs> We'll leave it there. But you talk about guests, man. Um, I'm looking at my paper here in front of me. We've got, I mean, there's a lot of these guys I've already talked to about coming on the show. I mean, we, we have so many uh, really cool people that are on, that are you know, going to be coming on that I got to reach out to still. And uh, we just have a bright future ahead when it comes to the guests. And I cannot wait um, to, to hear from them, but I can't wait to hear how you draw stuff out of people. Like there are people that I know, like, I can't wait to get them in front of you. It's almost like, <laughs> you know, when you meet somebody or you're watching, let's put it this way. It's almost like when you watch a movie that you love, right. And mm -hmm. you can't wait to share that movie with somebody and get their reaction from them. Like, that's how I look at my list of, you know, guests that I have coming up. It's like, man, I can't wait till Mo hears, you know, what this person has to say and, and vice versa with them. Cause I know, you're going to get the best out of them and make it really entertaining. Yeah, no, I really enjoy. I won't lie to you. I love when you give me somebody and you give me a little backstory on me. You're like, hey, so this is going to be this person. This is what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. And you're like, this is the information. We're I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool. And then I <laughs> day of and I'm like, hey, this is all the stuff I got. Do you want to add anything else? And you're like, yeah, I'd like to add this. I'm like, yeah, I already got all that. <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite part of this is is knowing that I've prepared um, that I feel like we've got something that'll, that'll really hit. And I really like when we sit down with people and it, I think my favorite part with the guests is I don't give them time to get to know me before we do the show. Yes. I don't want them to have any, and as well, I think some people will be like, well, why don't you want them to know? Like you can sit there and talk and you can like do all this and they're feel comfortable because I don't really want them. 
I want them to get comfortable in the show. Like I want them to, I want the listener to be able to hear that natural progression of them being a little bit lenient on how they're going to answer things at first. And then you kind of see that wall break a little bit and then you kind of get down to it. Like, I mean, let's just talk about Rex for instance, right? Like when we first had Rex, the very first comment that I got from him outside of the show was, Hey, I don't really want to talk a lot about Madden or, yeah. uh, or some of the other stuff. I was like, yeah, no, no, that, that's fine. Like I, I will go on these different avenues. But then you just kind of start breaking down these barriers as you go through. And he just starts feeling comfortable, I guess, enough to just kind of go into those, you know. And that that is what just drives me to do this is I love I love hearing guests come on. They're a little questionable on, on what they're going to talk about. And then you just kind of get them to be like, no, I, I could do this. Like and I can I can be comfortable in this place. Yeah, the the the, the show that you had Rex on, I thought was Fantastic. I, you know, Rex is one of those guys that's, you know, he, he's a legend out there. You know, people love him and for good reason. Right. And, you know, he told me the same thing. He goes, Hey, I'll do the show, but I don't want to talk about Madden. I said, that's fine. There's way more to you than Madden. That's how I know you obviously, but like, I'm okay with that. We'll talk to you mm-hmm. about whatever we can. Cause we just want you on. Yep. And um, it was just really cool to kind of get his perspective and, you know, he didn't talk about it, you know, a whole lot. Right. What do you think? I mean, what 10 minutes of the show was Madden, you know, related, maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was good stuff. Right. And it was just kind of cool to get perspective from him, you know, in, in something that he was kind of, you know, maybe even a little bit hesitant to talk about. Yeah. And I knew that if I approached it, just coming, and that's the other part is I think where you say you have to have some skill with this. I think the biggest piece of skill for me is being able to read, um the person i'm talking to with the things they're saying or the things that they're not saying and i knew with rex for just for instance that he didn't really want to get into like this road that he'd already traveled in all these different podcasts he didn't want to he didn't want to repeat the same things here and there but i knew that if i was able to get him talking about his past and i knew at some point madden has to be a part of that past yeah we would be able to cover some ground that we might not have gotten beforehand just because we went into the whole history aspect, you know? Um, so I, that, I think that's the, the other part that kind of drives me to do this is getting people to discuss things. The only person that we've had on here that I don't think I've been able to crack um, was the, the guy from sports gaming online. Um, yep. He just, he seemed like he was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about some of this stuff. And I was not able to get him to break some of that. But other than that, man, I feel like well, we, we, we will have him back on at some point and I would, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him to crack. I'll, I won't tell him ahead of time that we had this part of the conversation because otherwise he'll be a vault, but we'll see if we can get him to crack. He's a good dude. Yeah. He is um, a great, great, yeah. nothing negative about him at all. But that was the one guy that I was like, man, I didn't get enough out of it. Yeah. He's a tough cookie, man. I, I met him, you know, way back. Right. He, he actually, when I started Lee crawler, um, I mean, seven years ago now, uh, before his website was what it is now. Uh, for those of you guys that are out there, he has a great website called Sports Gaming Online. Um, really, really cool guy. As a matter of fact, uh, our own very own Queen is uh, going to be writing for him as well, too. Um, so he's going to be doing kind of opinion stuff and different topics for us, and then he's going to be doing some news and different things for SGO. So, um, so shout out to Queen and, and SGO for getting him on board. But he uh, before he started that website the way it is now he had just a regular Madden league, and uh, they posted on League Crawler way back when you know before all the discords and things were out there you know we were kind of the only boat in town so I uh, got to know him that way and he's been a longtime friend so 
Uh, a couple more questions for you, man. Um, speaking of uh, just kind of the state of Madden, since uh, we talked about it a little bit with Rex, one of the things I admire about you, Mo, and one of the things that made me kind of check myself on on even my attitude a little bit is you are a positive guy in general. And you kind of touched on it earlier when you were saying, you know, if Madden's a little bit mediocre, this is what I get to do with it. How do you stay so positive? Um, I mean, some of the stuff that I've heard you say, even regarding like, fix Madden franchise and things like that. It's, it's a, you stay very positive and uh, what kind of drives that? Um, I think the big one is, is I am very realistic about my expectations. Um, I think a lot of people have this idea of a game that they want to play and they're like, why doesn't this exist? And I go through that every single day, man. There's, there's times that I'm sitting here looking at my gaming history i'm like yo i I wish there was just something existed that i just want to play right now and it's just not here and i can't i I want to get on a horse and i want to do this but i don't want it to be red dead redemption i want to do something else you know um so i think there's always that i i recognize even for myself there's this level of desire to have the game that i want i just maybe it's faith dude i just don't have a lot of faith that the structure they have over at ea is going to result in the product that I want, at least for the next three to four years. And when I say that, people are like, well, how can you possibly say that they have an entire year to work on that? That's not really that true. And if you do some diving into how they they do their job, you're going to find out exactly why there's very minimal upgrades. Because if you look at it, there's six months of, of patchwork, yeah. which cuts out half the year. The other six months isn't 100% dedicated to working on franchise mode. Uh, I think we'd love for it to be, but it's not. So you're looking at all these different modes. You cut them up into six months. You cut them up into different ways that they have to get this work done. And you're really looking that they put about three months of work, maybe four months of work into brand new things. Um, I just don't feel like any kind of developer for any kind of game should be held to a standard that you have to give me the product I want when you only get three months to four months out of the year to work on this. So I I reach out to the devs. I know that I've got a great relationship with a couple of them. I let these guys know I'm very appreciative of the work they do. I believe that that gives me the ability to kind of put my own insight on some things that I wish that we had. And this year I was able to give them a list of 50 different things that I'd like to see in franchise mode. They were very realistic with me and they're like, you're not getting all those this year, but we'll try to get (laughs) all of them within the next few years. Um, But I, I also don't hear that that feedback and I get mad at that. Like I understand that that's the goal. Like they look at these things as, four to five year features that they, we're going to work on something, but I'm probably not going to be able to knock that off like another three years. And I think if the consumer is realistic with the product, they're able to put out and they can get on the same page as the developers with what the job is. I, I just don't see that there has to be that need to kind of go up in arms and get mad at it. Like you can either work side by side with these guys on a job that's very realistic and work at achieving goals, or you can be pissed off and they're just not going to listen to you anyway. Yeah. And like I said, I, I think it was, uh, it was it was pretty cool just listening to, you know, some of your conversations with different guests about, you know, the state of Madden and things like that. And and just, you know, again, you're you being as po- positive as you are, I think was pretty cool. I mean, I'll be honest with you during the fixed Madden franchise thing. You know, I got pretty, pretty ticked off about it because, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and and uh, it's I think I fired off probably 100 you know different memes uh, you know, uh, you name it, man, just, you know, um, 
it's frustrating, right? I, I even released like a response video to Sean Grady's whole thing, you know, and uh, it's something I just don't do. And, and, uh, but one of the things that I think is important and, and you said it best is it, the developers, people, if you're listening to this man, and I know, I know Mo, you'll agree with this people. It is not the developers. I mean, it's not the coders that are out there. It's not these guys. I mean, if, if anybody is to blame, it's, you know, historically how the game has been run, how, you know, how things have been set in motion. Um, you know, it's, it's marketing, it's heads of whatever, right. You know, you can get frustrated with all that stuff, but you know, if you're targeting some of these developers, I mean, stop it because these are the people that are just going to work every day and, and they're given a roadmap and a vision and they're trying to code it the best they can, you know? So if you're hassling them, shame on you. Yeah, if you're hassling somebody, if you're hassling these guys, you just don't understand what the job is. I mean, I can't think of one person outside of somebody that owns their own company. Even, and even this, that guy's held to a standard where he has to drive the company away that's successful. There's not one person in this world that wakes up and goes, I'm going to go build a game for all these different people. I'm going to do it however I want to do it. That just doesn't exist. These guys all have jobs. They all have bosses. Um I think the thing that really was the turning point for me that made me go like, holy crap, that makes sense, is when I actually dived into the numbers on why they chose to go the routes that they go. Like, I would love to sit here and be like, yeah, well, I play franchise mode, so we should do that. But to be really honest with you, only 78% of the people that log into Madden, or I think was the number that I had, 78% of the people are the ones that play franchise mode. But has a very similar number. It's it's around 70-something percent of the people that sign into Madden at some point log into Mutt. But yeah. it's 90, it's like close to 100% of the people that logged into Madden at some point clicked on my player. So mm-hmm. EA devs get that info back, and they're like, yeah, 90% of the people that are logging into our game are doing here, and the other 70, they're all playing these other modes. What do we got to work on? Well, are my players the worst out of any sports games? We got to get that better because everybody's trying that one. I don't know how I can be mad at the developers for going like, yep, that's what we got to do. When the statistics show, that's what everybody's playing. Like that's, I know that everyone would sit back and be like, well, if I'd have known that, I wouldn't have logged into the mode, but you can't be mad (laughs) for getting their feedback. Right. Well, and I think that they're always looking for back of the box features too, right? I mean, you're trying to sell a game every year. Like you said, you've got three months to develop it. And how do you, you know, how do you market it to, I mean, you never look at the back of a, of a Madden box. If you still buy the box, you know, at this point, you never look at the back of the box and see things like, Hey, we kept this in the game and we kept that in the game. And, you know, we're continuing to marginally build on this feature. The back of the box is supposed to read all new, all new, all new, right? Otherwise, why are people buying it? So, you know, that's why you have your long shot modes and all that kind of stuff, because, you know, there's definitely some gimmick involved in some of that stuff. And, you know, what is there to market that's all new for franchise? Well, we tweaked how the trades are being done. You know, that's a patch, right? And I think the thing is for people, I think the frustration is, is, okay, fine. Like, you know, just give us a roadmap and let us see where you're going with it, right? So we at least trust that, you know, the game's progressing in a way that, you know, makes sense for us. And I think maybe they're getting there. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, Grady doing what he did and, and some of the stuff that's come out this year, what they've patched in, what they're, you know, kind of committed to for the future. So sounds like it's at least trying to go in the right direction or at least a little more than it has been. I'll just, I'll just speak on it for, for what I know. Cause I don't know all the information everybody else has, but the information that I have, um, 
I am really looking forward. Like, I'm really looking forward to Madden 22. I think it's going to be a great yeah. game, but I am really, really, really looking forward to Madden 23. <laughs> yeah. And, and I tell you what, 21 wasn't as bad as people think. I mean, I, I kind of refused to buy it when they did nothing to franchise, like right out the gate. And then I ended up buying it for so I could play my nephew, who is a, a first year Madden player, who, by the way, beat me. Um, <laughs> That's just he freaking he could have he swear he hustled me, dude. <laughs> um, whatever, I'll just let it go. <laughs> but it's pretty good. I mean, I've been playing it ever since. I mean, it's it's not as bad as as people think, and and uh, I think it's getting better. So hey, we're getting close uh, to the end here, man. Uh, we're at a minute. There a minute. We're about a an hour twelve minutes in here. I got uh, one more question for you, um, and uh, you let me know because I've got my pencil and my paper in hand. Are you ready? Yeah, but real quick before we do this, let me just read yeah. off, let me just read off something that that we have over SPA that might change some opinions. Right now, we're running 13 minute quarters with 13 second runoffs. We're hitting an average of 130 plays per game, which is realistic with the NFL. Our passing yards right now are just about they're a little bit high. I I, I don't want to lie to anybody; they are a tad high. I think most of our guys would finish about just over 5,000 yards per season, maybe about 550. Some might even get into six. Rushing, we haven't had anybody last year hit 2,000 yards rushing. I think the most rushing yards we had last season was about 1,500. So there's some give and take that I think guys in our league could run a little bit more, throw a little bit less, and those numbers would even out. But every other stat that we have, when it comes to interceptions, when it comes to sacks, when it comes to – yards per catch all these different things is closer than any game that we've ever had at spa to replicate real stats and so far next gen looks like it's going to be even closer so i know all these people out there going like they don't make a realistic product um but over at spa we would uh we would be encouraged to debate that yeah it's about some of it is about putting the work in on your end as the uh as the commission as the league to kind of you know make sure that you're not taking the game at face value, right? But you're really kind of putting the work in to say, okay, where do we need to, to put our resources for, you know, how we do quarter length and stuff like that to make sure that we're, you know, getting it to the point where it can be in align with, with the NFL to make it a simulation product. Yeah. Right? If, you, if you want a realistic product, put the work in and make it a realistic product. They're never going to hit every single person. And that's the thing that people got to realize. They're never going to scratch everybody's back, but right. they do an ability to scratch your own bag and you just got to be the one to do it. Right. No, that's good. That's good. Maybe at some point, that's probably a good idea. I've thought about, you know, we should probably have some sort of resources, you know, section on the Lee crawler website that, you know, can kind of provide some people with, you know, some of those outlines and, and ideas and tricks and things like that of, okay, you know, here's some of the, the leagues that are out there that are successful. Here's what they're doing and, you know, kind of get some ideas on, on how to run some stuff. Yeah. I think that'd be a great avenue to go. Cool. All right. Last question for you. So podcast and I've got my list of guests. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me your top two or three. I was just going to say your number one, but I'll let you do like two or three if you can't think of just one. That we've Give had me so- your like 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 the unicorn one two or three guests. If you say there's no way I could get this guy in the show, there's no way. There's no way he's a, he's coming on. Oh, two or three guys. If I could get him somehow, who would you just freaking flip out? I think Rex was probably the guy you flipped out the most about at this point because 
like you said on the show, he influenced so much of your gaming history, right? Yep. But beyond him, who are who are the guys? Like Larry Fitzgerald or somebody? Who is it? No, I think if I were to have anybody on the guests for our show, it would probably be Clint at the moment just because of where he's at in the Madden community. I mean, that's the head of it all. Um, so if we could get an opportunity to get the number one guy in the community on to talk about the community, uh, I don't know if there's a better guest than that. Um, but that would be, that would be me not being selfish and going like just community whole, who could we get on here to do it? If it were just me being selfish and going like, who do I want to just sit down and talk with? Does it have to be somebody that's football related or just anybody? No, it's anybody who, who could you, um, I mean, yeah. Who who would it be if you could sit down with anybody? Bill Nye, the science guy. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, writing Bill, I'm writing Bill Nye, but I'm putting an asterisk next to it. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I think that dude could be one of my childhood like heroes. And I, if I couldn't do Bill Nye, the one guy I would want an opportunity just to sit down for an hour with and pick his brain is probably Mr. Rogers uh, from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, uh, yeah. But rest in peace, Mr. Rogers, Fred. Um, but those I have. I have such an admiration for being an ex. I wasn't a teacher, but I was an administrator for schools um, that worked with kids with emotional disabilities. So guys that wanted to like beat their teachers up or they wanted to beat me up on a daily basis. Um mm-hmm. 12th grade so i have such an admiration for people that know how to connect with kids and and teach um yeah so if it were selfish of me to sit down with anybody i think guys like bill nye the science guy or fred rogers just make such an impact with youth that i would love to tap into their brain for a little while yeah there's something to be said about people that are working with um especially like you said at at risk or you know um you know, anybody that uh, has any sort of disability or or anything like that, it's, there is a special place. I mean, obviously youth in general, but um, you know, especially if you're, you know, if you're, if you're working with kids that are like that, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the the level of patience and love that you have for people, if you're, if you're working on some of those levels is pretty crazy. Did you watch that movie about Mr. Rogers that Tom Hanks was in? I loved it. Man, that movie was good. Like there's, there's certain people that in my life have just hit me in a way that um, it's really hard for me to put into words why I want to continue to replicate the the design of the things that they've done. But Fred Rogers for me, even as a parent, man, I, there's times that I'll sit down and I'll watch like Mr. Rogers neighborhood, like old school episodes with my daughter or like yeah. right really into um, uh, Daniel, the tiger, which is a spinoff of Mr. Rogers. Yep. Uh, but I, I won't lie to you. I catch myself smiling from ear to ear, just watching like this dude, like talk sometimes and to watch like how my child interacts with the things that he's doing, even being like 50 years later, just blows my mind. Um, but it's not something that I want to, I want to forget. I don't want, I don't want those lessons to just kind of go and, and no longer be existent. I don't believe in a lot of the stuff that's on TV now. I don't like a lot of the YouTube stuff that my kids watch. Um, it's not something that I have against them. I just don't think they're teaching a lot of values anymore. Right. When you can find somebody that can teach your kid how to have empathy for somebody else or to recognize a disability and not in a way that they're going to point it out. 
but in a way that you encourage and be friends and all, I just, I can't get enough of that. So yeah, man, that's Mr. Rogers is probably a big part of who I am as a person, to be honest with you. All right, man, you're going to force me to uh, figure out how to get a seance going or something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a great uh, joke. It was, um, it was uh, like people sitting around. It was like an old timey picture and it was people sitting around a table they said Zoom meetings are like uh, like old school seances. John, are you here? Are you with us? John, we we, we can't hear you. Can you hear us? <laughs> and all you get John, let us know you're here. <laughs> yeah, man, that is awesome. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, hey, man, look, I, like I said, uh, you know, many times, and and as we've talked, you know, over the past uh, however long, I, I cannot thank you enough for what you do for the community. I love this show. I would subscribe to this show if I wasn't who I am with this show. I, I love the show. I cannot wait. When you, when you get a show and you've got it, um, I think it was even early on, like you had one that was, uh, you recorded like on a Wednesday and you had it uploaded on a Thursday, but not you know published to the community until Friday. I was geeking out because I'd already heard it and I'm on the discord and I'm like, man, like one of the greatest things about like my position is that I get to hear this stuff before you guys. And, uh, and it's so, it's really, really, really fun. And that's not to put you on the spot. Like you got to do that. But the point is, is that I, I love the show. I would love it if I wasn't involved. And, uh, and again, I think you do a great job. So I, I appreciate it. I know the community appreciates it. Looking forward to all the, uh, additional voices that we're going to get to get on the show and talk to you and, um, you know, to promote what they're doing and hear what they're doing. So, Again, from the community and from me, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the best, and uh, we really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, man. And I'm really excited about where we're going from here. I know that we we originally signed up for a year. We'll see how it goes. I know I have no intentions to stop that after a year, but I, I would like to know how everybody views it after a year. Um, but I also am encouraged with where we're going from here because when we first started, we had all these ideas on how to make it a show with visuals, with all these different things. And we kept it very basic from the beginning. Let's grow organically. Yep. Let's start off. Let's just kind of go. And I know that we've recently had discussions on how uh, we can get it hooked up with video and and start doing some more face-to-face kind of things. Uh, so there's big things in store going in the future. We're not just going to... We're not just going to sit back on our positives and say, this is good enough. I'm, I'm not built that way. I don't think you are either. I think it's always about how can we take this and continue to grow. Um, so I'm excited to see where we go from here, man. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share with us before we uh, take off for the evening? I want to give some huge shout outs to a couple guys if, if we got some some time. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, they can they can click out of this whenever they want to, right? But right. I'm here for the whole thing. Shout out to, to Brian for originally getting me into the SPA community. He was the only reason that I decided to do it. Shout out to Brad. He's an original rep that we have that is still a rep six years later. Um, he's the only divisional rep that we have that has made it this entire time. Uh, but there's been other guys that have stepped up huge. Guys like Nick, um, guys like Grady, guys like my boy Fit. Um, there's just been so many. Cookie that runs the NBA 2K League. There's just so many guys that have decided to step up as we go. But there's also a lot of guys in our community that are doing some content stuff. And I want to make sure we shut them out. You have YouTubers like Daquan Kush, who has close to 15,000 subscribers right now. Puts out weekly shows for SPA content only. I don't even know if he's doing anything that's not SPA related for his channel at the moment. Um, So huge shout out to what he's doing. You have Calc. If If you guys want to be entertained by somebody 
that you don't have to know what their team is, but you just love energy. It's a lot like Snipes for me. This dude named Calculated. It's an eight in his name. Um, when you spell it out, look him up on YouTube. I promise you guys, he is one of the best followers you're going to find. I know that he's looking for a platform for people to kind of follow onto his stuff. He loves the comments. He loves getting people on there to check out what he's doing. It is phenomenal work. The dude gets so emotional into his games, Matt. I can't tell you just how much fun it is to watch this dude perform, even in losses. Even in losses, he's, he's yelling at his guys, like, step it up. Like, it's it's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, Savage also does some stuff that's out on there. I know we've got some of his stuff quoted. And a guy named Troller Dog at 4 is also doing some stuff in our league content-wise. So huge shout-out to the content creators. Um we also have the Jam Podcast. It's with Mocha and Cheesy and Potato Boy. We call him Spud. There's just so much stuff that goes on that I want to make sure that these guys know that I got a lot of love for them. I appreciate everything they're doing. I know we don't always see eye to eye, um, but I would not be doing this job without all of them or the rest of the SPA community. Shout out to all you guys. I love it, man. I love it. I'm looking up Calculated right now because uh, I'm going to check him out before I go to bed tonight. Brother, I will, I will send you some links. I'm telling you, this guy is phenomenal. You, he does not need a cam. He does not need the overlays. He doesn't need any of it. He is phenomenal. We, we'll have to get him on the show at some point. I, I love entertaining people like that. I mean, YouTube is so cool for this stuff, man. It's, I, you know, you, you look at this stuff and you think, man, what do we do before YouTube? Like there was all these people that were out there looking for a platform, you know, to get noticed and, uh, it's just cool that there that it exists for people to, you know, to get out there and be seen. I mean, some of it's nonsense, obviously, right? But there's so many cool people that have a chance to be noticed. And uh, I just I love it, man. I think it's super cool. Bro, we could we could sit down for an hour and do a YouTube. Uh, YouTube is probably my favorite platform in any kind of social media network. Yeah. I guess talk about it for for as long as you want. Absolutely. All right, Mo. Hey, I uh, hope I, I did you justice, man. And uh, time will tell. And I hope people listen to this because you're a great guy. And uh, again, we're, we're I'm, I'm like I am super excited about uh, where we're going and uh, very grateful for the time you put in, um, you know, for not just me and Lee Crawler, but uh, for the community. So um, thank you again. And uh, shout out to all your guys that uh, brought you up and along the way and still helping you guys out. And uh, I think I covered just about everything on my list, man. I don't know. There was uh, I scratched things off as we talked. You did a phenomenal job, man. I can't thank <laughs> you for even asking me to do, do this part. Shout out to Soden. I think he was the one that came up and said at some point we got to get Mo on here. He that, was, that was ever my intentions, but I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, shout out to you, Matt. Shout out to the rest of the Madden community. And if you don't mind, I'll, I'll close this thing out. You ready? Yeah, please do. Thank you. Guys, that was your show for this week. We will we'll see you next week.